Well, good morning. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Isaiah chapter 55. And we're going to read the first few verses of that chapter. And then a little bit later, we'll probably have a little look at uh, some verses from John chapter 6. But let's first of all read these verses from Isaiah 55. Start to read at verse 1. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labour on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good, and your soul will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Hear me, that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. Shall we pray? Our Father, we just thank you again for the fact that we are here, that we can gather together in this way around your word. And we pray that you will just speak to us through it as we come to you this morning. In the name of Jesus, we ask it. Amen. Amen. Well, I, I want us this morning to go back to the invitation given by God through the words of Isaiah to the nation of Israel. Now, this is an invitation that has been passed down to you and I. The invitation is for us to come to God and to listen to his word. And the invitation is not just for us to listen. It is also for us to respond to what God is saying. And what God is saying is, come to me. You know, when we receive an invitation to an event, especially one that involves a meal, there are two things that we notice. Firstly, the meal is free. You will not have to pay for it. And secondly, on the invitation, you will see the initials RSVP. In French, it means uh, response, you play. In English, it means please reply. Now, the meal is free to you because someone else has paid for it so that you can have it. Your response to this RSVP can be, yes, I will come, or no, I will not come. But to ignore the RSVP is to say, well, I'm not coming and I'm not really, inter really interested. But to refuse or reject this invitation from God, it, it's a little bit like a drowning man who refuses to be lifted into the lifeboat, a lifeboat that's been sent out in order to save him. In fact, if you think about it, it's worse than that. The drowning man will lose his life if he refuses that offer. But we all eventually die. But to refuse God's offer of salvation, it's to say to God, I don't want that gracious gift of forgiveness and if we refuse that, that means that we will keep ourselves under God's wrath and condemnation. So those first three verses in Isaiah uh, chapter 55, let's listen to them again. Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy, eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. I spend money on what is not bread, and your labour on what does not satisfy. Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good, 
and you will delight in the riches of fair. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. You see, the illustration introduces us to what are the essentials of life, food and drink. And it's a reminder that we cannot live without water or food. Unlike many other places throughout the world, we take food and drink for granted. If we want water, we just turn the tap on. If we want food, we go to the fridge or the cupboard. And the thought that without these things, we would die. That thought never seems to enter our minds. And the stark truth is that within 18 to 20 days without food and water, we would be dead. Isaiah is using the necessities of physical life to show us the essentials required for spiritual life. When we last looked at this passage a few weeks ago, we went with it into the New Testament. We took the words of Isaiah and we went and we listened to the words of Jesus as he spoke to the woman at the well and the message is the same. It's the invitation to come. John 4 verse 10, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can we get this living water? The woman and the people in her village eventually accepted the invitation that Jesus offered. And by doing that, they knew who Jesus was. So later in that passage in John 4, they could say this in verse 42. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the saviour of the world. And then later during the Feast of Tabernacles in John chapter 7, we read these words. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus took, stood and said in a loud voice, Let everyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. And that passage goes on and it says, On hearing his words, some of the people said, Surely this man is the prophet. Others said, He is the Messiah. Now, both Isaiah and Jesus are using the illustration of water to introduce us to the Holy Spirit. With that in mind, listen to what Jesus said when he spoke to Nicodemus. This is a very well-known passage in John chapter 3. Nicodemus came by night to speak to Jesus. and Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. So again, this illustration is being used to distinguish between physical life and spiritual life. You know, the first physical signs that we need water is that we become thirsty. And the spiritual sign that we need the water of life 
That is when the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. You see, both Isaiah and Jesus are bringing to us the good news of the gospel. This is what the Apostle Paul said when he spoke to the church in Thessalonica. This is found in 1 Thessalonians 1, who's a verse 5, but here's just a little bit of it. Because our gospel came to you, not simply with words, but also with power and with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. Do you see the process here? You hear the words, you recognize the power of what is happening, and it's the Holy Spirit who opens us up to the fact that we are sinners. He convicts us of sin. The road to salvation starts when we see ourselves as needy sinners. And this is God at work in our hearts. This is the Spirit of God as he moves in our lives. He is the one who has brought us here together this morning. You know, we were around God's Word and we're listening to God's Word and it is the Holy Spirit who is speaking to us through it. You know, we continue in, in this short passage in Isaiah. We now move from water to food. And the invitation is still there. The invitation is to come. The invitation is to come and eat. Isaiah 51 verse 1. You who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. This food that is offered is for those who cannot afford it. But if you come, you can take it as if it was yours, because it is for you, and it's free. You don't earn it, but you can receive it. You know, we all need this food. We don't have any money we don't even have the amount of money that could match the price tag that is attached to it. The good news is that we can have it because the price has already been paid. What is the, the, the wine in, in, in this illustration? Well, like the water, the wine is speaking of the Holy Spirit. He who will not only convince us of our need, but his presence in our life can bring joy and it can strengthen and refresh us. But only if we accept the Lord's offer to come to him. Until then, the Holy Spirit will continue to remind us that we are sinners, sinners in danger, from the wrath of God. That's why Paul in Romans chapter 3 could say, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Well, what about the milk? Well, the milk here is speaking of the Word of God. The Word of God that will sustain us and, and, and build us up into maturity. You know, 1 Peter 2, verse 1 and 3. Listen to these words that Peter says. He says, Therefore, 
Rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. And then he goes on, he says, like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. You hear that? Like newborn babies crave spiritual milk. This is food. Food for those who are beginning to grow in the salvation that they have received from God by accepting the invitation to come to him. You know, just like every physical journey that we do, it has a beginning. And so our spiritual journey will be led step by step by God's word. Step by step from a guilty sinner to a sinner saved by grace. And a journey that starts with conviction. Conviction that leads to repentance. And repentance leads to salvation. The question is really, have our eyes been open to our need? Been opened by the one who is described here as being the water of life. As he's shown us why we need to repent. We need to reply to that invitation. We need to reply as a weary sinner who can find rest in the ever-open arms of Jesus. And when we know this, we understand this verse from Matthew chapter 11, it's verse 28, when Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. Will you let the word of God lead you to the one who is the living word, the one who is Jesus? Again, the words of Paul from Romans, this time chapter 2, verse 13. For it's not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law and who will be declared righteous. These are those who have accepted the invitation to come to God through what Jesus has done. And this is a journey that you can't pay for. We don't have to because the price has already been paid. But the price is too high for us to afford. But Jesus has gone before us. And the call is to follow him. You know that great hymn, Rock of Ages by A.M. Top Lady. Here's just a few words from it. Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. This is the gift that God graciously offers to all. And the invitation is to come. You know, don't miss the deeper meaning behind the words of Isaiah and the words of Jesus when they speak about the essentials of life food and water because what they're doing is they're revealing to us the essentials required for eternal life 
Back to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 26. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? You know, as, as we close this morning, as we come to the end of our time together, I want us just to consider another passage. It's, it's a time when Jesus fed the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish. And as he miraculously satisfied the material needs, a, a need that would last for a short time because they would soon be hungry again, his real mission was to satisfy theirs and ours, our spiritual need for time and for eternity. So in John 6, we can listen to the conversation between Jesus and the people who didn't see the, the deeper meaning of what had just happened as they followed him to the other side of the lake. We read about this in John chapter 6, and I want us just to very briefly read through it. And as we do, think about what is happening. I know you'll be familiar with these words, but just consider them in these few moments as we draw our time to an end. So it's John chapter 6. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, you're looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. The question for us here is, what do we look for when we look to Jesus? The passage goes on. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life which the Son of Man will give you, for on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Notice his seal of approval. Do we look for God's seal of approval? What is God's seal of approval? It's him seeing Jesus instead of seeing our sin. The passage goes on. Then they asked him, what must we do? To, to do the works God requires. And Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. You see parallels here, not only with Isaiah, but with the, the woman at the well. And the question is, do we believe in the one who God sent? The one who is Jesus. And the passage goes on. So they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? You know, these are people who have just seen Jesus feed over 5,000 of them with five loaves and two small fishes. They, they've had a meal which has satisfied their hunger. And they go on and they say in that passage, our ancestors ate, ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. You see, they're still thinking about ordinary bread. And then Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, 
It's not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it's my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. So he's speaking about himself here. This is spiritual food. He says, for the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. You see, the manna in the wilderness helped them live from day to day. But Jesus, the one who is the bread of life, brings eternal life. They went on, sir, they said, always give us this bread. Now, this again reminds us of the woman at the well who said, Lord, give us this water. The passage in Matthew goes on. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. You see, this is what we get when we accept the offer to come to God. Jesus can give us eternal life. The passage goes on. But as I told you, you have seen me. And still you do not believe. All those the Father gave me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me. That I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up on the last day. For my Father, Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise them up at the last day. See, let me read that again. Everyone, that is everyone who looks at the Son and believes in him, not just about him, but puts their trust and belief in him, trust and belief in Jesus, then they shall have eternal life. No doubt about that. And then Jesus said, I will raise them up at the last day. You see, this is the free offer that comes with a high price, a price that we couldn't pay, but a price that Jesus paid in full on the cross. It is the free offer that is still being offered to us today. And the final question is, how will we reply? RSVP, do we accept or do we reject? Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for the truth of the gospel. We thank you for the fact that we can go into the Old Testament and we can hear the same message that we hear in the New Testament, which is the same message that goes out to us today. Now, Father, we pray that if there's any who do not know you as Saviour, that they will come and accept that gift that you offer. And for those of us who have already done that, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we will continue to grow in our salvation as we listen to your word, as we read your word. And as we go forward in your name, and we ask that you continue to bless us. And we bring these things before you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.